Yeah, man. Christmas, you know, it's such a uh, stressful time, Christmas, right? You get everything going on. Me and Bundy, were, we were getting ready for this big party Michelle Wu yeah. was throwing. Yep. Yeah, and then she let us know that the white people weren't invited. Yeah. Turn us right around. We showed up. Me and Bundy. Bundy yep. had on like the, the antler hat with the bells on yeah. it. And I, I look good. I had on the sh- we were fired up for this thing. And we you know we didn't get the memo that, uh-huh. you know, no white people were allowed. That's crazy, huh? Michelle Wu. And she doesn't look like a person of color to me. I'm gonna oh. throw that out there too. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. You know two chicks at the same time. Man. Real nigga shit, you real nigga star, you know what I'm saying? This beat is so so rich. What do you think, John? When did Chinese people become people? When I hear people of color, I thought that was strictly, you know, African-Americans. But no, people of color is basically anybody but us, Bundy. Yeah. Apparently. Anybody but uh, white people, you know? And and people don't want to talk about the hypocrisy of this whole thing. And it's like another thing. God forbid you say, well, if it was the other way around. You know, could you imagine some politician saying, nah, you know, only, only white people yeah. are invited. You know, yep. <laughs> we're, yes. we're going to have a party, but it's only white people. Oh, my God. It'd be shut down real City quick. City would burn. Yep. The fucking Boston would be nothing but a fucking pile of ashes, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, that's that was crazy. I saw that in the news this week. How do you send out a memo saying the only people invited – Oh, are people of color and all white people are excluded. Wow. I mean, somebody's getting fired over that. Oh, no, no. They'll get promoted. The secretary's getting fired from no, mailing no. it. They'll get promoted. But uh, I don't want to fucking, uh, you know, beat a dead horse. It is what yeah. it is. That's, that's the. Um, that's the fucking that's the climate we're in now. The fucking political landscape. It's 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 crazy, you know. Yeah. But uh Jesus, let's move right along from that because that's that's just a yeah. that's just a bad thing. Who's that hitting the bag over there, Justin? Oh, we got a uh, buddy of mine. He's submitting for the Rough and Rowdy. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he? Uh, is he? Are they looking at him? Is it? Is it? Is he gonna be in it or is he yeah, just? Supposedly, knock on wood, he's gonna be in it. Yeah, it's just, he's making a submission video. Where's he from? Yeah. From Rangeview. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Can we get his name. All right, let's fucking go, man. You got to support these guys. I love that shit, you know? Uh, speaking of, um, well, not rough and rowdy, but basically Barstool Sports, um, I guess Dave Portnoy was in Lowell the other day, or Chumps were running the line. He was in um, a place, uh, Joni's, Joanne's Pizza. Joanne's, Joanne? I go there all the time. Joanne's. I can't get this wrong. Joanne's. Is it Joni's? Joanne's. Is it? Yeah. That's Joanne's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the pizza's great, Dan. I've been like checking Instagram every day to see what he gave it for a review. Did he is it on there yet? Can you look? Uh, uh did he put it on an app or has he put it on the social media? Uh no, he he puts all the reviews on the thing on stool president president day or whatever. I'm waiting to see what he gave it because the yeah, pizza. I, I didn't see it because I, I looked yes last night. Yeah, the pizza's fire, you know. So I'm hoping he I'm hoping he gave it a good review, you know. But getting down to the holidays, um, you know, it, it, it's a stressful time, right? But you got to be fucking grateful for what we got, you know, because, um, you know, I spent a lot of holidays as yeah. Mr. Bundy, you know, yeah. locked up or um, 
or out there strung out and uh and boosting you know and um uh you know like any time like that you reflect when when you when you um sober or doing the right thing you look back on, on a lot of christmases you fucked up and uh you know it's good to be out and i'm trying to you know i have a 15 year old daughter that i'm um i'm trying to wrap up the christmas shopping folks i always wait till the last second and run around like a nut you know so uh i got uh, i got most of the things most of the things she wanted so that's good you know i've been thinking about getting a dog i was talking to this girl this week that sells dogs and um I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but I might get a little French bulldog or something. I don't know. I don't know what to get. You know? You get a dog, Justin? I don't know. My girlfriend grew up with dogs. What has she got? Uh, what has she got? Oh, oh yeah. We talked about this. It's a big, vicious one. Really? <laughs> Bundy's, Bundy's got a cat. So my father would basically be the one taking care of the dog, and he's he's old, but he he um he's 80. But he goes to the gym every day. He runs, and then he, when he gets back from the gym, he walks a few miles. So it would be good for him because he could take the dog for a walk. But then I, I don't want to get a dog, you know, like a pit or something like that that's going to fucking put on fucking 25 pounds in two months and be dragging him, you know, dragging him down the street when it fucking takes off. So I don't know. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on, on that yet on, on getting a dog. Nice shop here would be nice. Yeah, but it's tough to find a dog like that, uh, you know. It's tough to find a dog. Um, you know, my I, as some people know, I, I give football picks, you know. I'll give a weekly lock. I've been catching a little flack for my weekly lock, you know. But you know what I noticed? It, I haven't had my hat that I left here. This is a – when I put this on, it's different. It's yeah. like, you know, Superman when he goes in the phone booth and he gets the – you know, when I put this on, it just – look out. This All I'm going to say is I'm going to be on. Last week, um, I picked San Francisco minus 13 and a half. They won by 12. You know, and, and I, I catch a lot of fucking flack. But when I give out winners, there's no, you know, pat me on the back, you know, no. hey, that was, you called that, not a single comment, no. you know. It's like on the street. Somebody says something bad about me. And it happens. No. Occasionally. Spreads like wildfire. You know, I remember like five, six years ago, someone said I was getting high. I robbed a store. And this room, I, had like, I got like 10 phone calls. Hey, probation office calling me. I, yeah. Uh, that I dealt with with the sober house. It used to be my probation officer. I had cops, friends. Hey, you okay? This and that. And there's a little cop, Billy Callahan. Good guy, Billy Callahan. He was he uh, he fought a little as an amateur. Great, great guy. And um, he called me up. Billy Callahan. I don't know. He gave me a heads up once on something. He's already retired. He can't get in trouble, right? But he looked out for me. So he, he's one He's one of the good ones, you know? There are some good ones, you know? And there are some, just like in anything, right? But he's a real good guy. And I remember he said, you know, somebody says something bad about you. It fucking spreads like wildfire. They can't wait to repeat it. And he says, someone says something good about you, it dies on their lips. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's so true, right? People don't, you know, oh, you hear, you know, he's doing great. He did this or that. No, people don't want to repeat that. They just want to hear, they just want to repeat the bad shit. Yeah. You know, but um, that's, that's, uh, that's human nature, I guess. That's human nature. But um, getting back to Christmas, um, earlier this week, I, uh, I was talking with someone about, um, you know, a while ago on Christmas, I was, um, I was out doing my thing, and, um, you know, we used to go boosting in the malls, especially, 
you know, you know, Black Friday and all that. Um, it's so crazy now. You just go in the stores with a trash bag. It would have been. I know. Just walk right out. With yeah, it, it would have been great. You know what I mean? No, but I, I can't believe that they made this thing. You know, some states it's two thousand dollars. Uh, Massachusetts, it's it's got to be over twelve hundred to be a felony. So basically, they're just giving you the green light. You can walk in a store and steal something for a thousand dollars, right? And what? Nothing happens. How do, I don't even know how it works. Do they do they arrest you? And but it's just a misdemeanor, so it's like chase you. yeah, it's See not. You yeah, it's not a. It's not. You can't get jail time, I guess, right? Because it's under twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, man, you know that's that's fucking terrible. You know, unless unless you're a thief, you know, then it's then it's fucking great news, you know. But um. Going back to that, you know, boosting in the stores. I and mean, we used to go in um, when the Walmarts first come around and Home Depots. We go in and and fill up the carriages and um, you know whatever people would put in orders. And you know, we used to get everything: computers, pressure washers, camcorders, you name it. And around the holidays, it was uh, you know it was people would be putting in orders, you know, and it was just that, that's just what we did and. and and when Walmart first come around also, and I think Home Depot was the same. I know Walmart was around Christmas. You could bring stuff back without a receipt and get cash back. And Home Depot would do that too. I think Home Depot was year round till it, after a year or two after it opened to do that. So you could just steal something, walk back in, go in line. And I remember, but Home Depot, they'd ask for your, your driver's license and you, you know they put in a thing, you know your your S number or your driver's number, and you know you can only do. Man, I forget how many it was three, but uh, we used to take um, an Exacto knife and on your driver's license number like an eight, you could scratch you know scratch it off and try to make it a three. Uh, we had a kid. Um, remember Leganis's? Yeah, Billy Leganis. Yep. You know, rest in peace, Billy Leganis. But he was good with that. He used to have the, you know, like the the fine tip shoppie and the thing, and we just alter the numbers on our licenses, then use other people's ones. But that was a score getting, you know, stealing something and getting fucking cash back, you know. Um, but I, I was talking the other day. I was um, what was I? What was I doing? I was fucking. I was in Lowell. And. Oh, hold on a minute. I got to fucking. Huh. I forget if I, if I talked about shit, Justin. Try it. Get it going. We'll see. <laughs> see, this is why I got to start watching these fucking things, right? <laughs> where, I, where I sold the stolen car. Did I talk about that one? I don't think so. No. I think I might have. No. Not on this. No? No. Where I, where I stole the car with the guy's title in it and sold it? No. Nope. Are you sure? No. Nope. All right. Actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um it was it was around Christmas and um I had this kid this kid um this kid Brian who I heard something bad about recently. You know, it's a terrible thing. He was a friend of mine, and then I heard about him doing something uh inexcusable to someone when he was younger. So but um, we'll leave his last name out. He was, this kid Brian, it, it would take me boosting. And he'd drive me around because he had a car and he'd wait, in, he'd wait in the parking lot. So I go into this, um, I go into TJ Maxx and I'm getting all, you know, polo stuff. Because TJ Maxx is like, you know, it's like all clothes from Macy's, but, you know, afterwards, right? Like, and, and you know, we it would have the, 
the original polo or the Macy's tag on it, and it would have the TJ Maxx, you know, markdown tag. So, of course, I'd steal it and take the fucking TJ Maxx, you know, right, tag right. off. And, you know, go in the bars and sell all that stuff. So I I stole a bunch of clothes. I had it in a bag, and I'm walking out, and the security guy is like a nerd. He, he tried stopping me in the in the little, you know, in the little, you know, vestibule sally port, and I hit him. Boom. And I, I ran through the parking lot, and this kid peels out out of the parking lot. So I'm in the middle of the fucking parking lot with a bag of clothes, fucking freezing out. So I run I run down the street, cross the street. There was like a cinema there. It's a Shaw's now, Route 3 Cinema. I, I get on the street behind there, and there was a, there was a house with like a closed-in porch, like a screened-in porch, but it was like storm windows. So I, um, I go on this fucking porch, and I'm, I'm hiding, um, I'm hiding on this lady's porch for a while, an hour, and, and police cars are going by and driving up and down the street, and I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there. Finally, it dies down. Half hour, forty-five minutes, an hour later. So I haven't heard a peep in this house. So I'm like, nobody's here, but there's a car in the driveway. So there's a, a window on the porch. So I, I try pushing the window open. It, it slides open. I step in the house, fishing around. I go in the I go in the bedroom and I open the drawer and there was like 380 bucks and it was a bottle of Vicodins. Right. So I was like, score, you know. I put it in my pocket. So now I go in the kitchen. There's like these keys. So I'm getting each set of keys. And I'm hitting like the alarm on it, and none of them were for the car in the driveway. So I call a taxi. Now I've been in this house for you know, hour and a half maybe between <laughs> on the porch and now I'm in the house and I'm just I'm just waiting for somebody to pull up in the driveway. So I I leave the house and I go like in the yard. It's actually across across the way. There's like a tree and I'm like hiding in this tree, you know. And all of a sudden uh, here comes a taxi cab, town taxi. So it's the guy, he's, he's like this the wheel. And it's it's Mickey Ward's uncle, Sonny, Sonny Green Alch. He drove a he drove a taxi for town taxi. So I'm like, Sonny, Sonny, because I asked for him specifically, and he comes over and afterwards he always used to say, Mike Lee, the only guy I ever picked up from a tree. So I get in the <laughs> cab and I get in the back and I'm ducking down. I said, Sonny, listen. And he goes, You don't gotta tell me. You know, he's like, you know, I picked up a, you know, whatever, you know, whatever he said. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I said, yeah, because you're going to be getting you're going to be getting called in about who you picked up on this one. So he takes me and uh, I went to go to some some uh, crack house to, to get, you know, some dope and coke. And um, I uh, I get to this house and um, a week or two before that, I was um I was with this girl and, and I woke up and I met her and I liked her a lot and uh she was like doing tricks and stuff and um I woke up over her house and I was I was dope sick. You know, if people that don't know, you know, when you wake up and you don't have heroin, you have withdrawals, you call it dope sick, you gotta get some dope and you get it in you and then then you feel great. And I woke up and you know, I was dying sick and this girl's there and she goes, You want me to go make some money, get you some money? And I was like, No. I go, I'm not going to sit here fucking reading the Herald while you're out fucking, you know, blowing some fucking 400-pound guy to give me fucking 40 bucks to get off E. I go, it's not my style, honey, you know? So I fucking, I left the house, and, and anyone that's ever had any type of, you know, heroin or, or opiate habit, and you got to go out and make money and especially commit a crime to get money to get off E, it's the worst feeling because you just... You're so worried that you're going to get arrested before you get to, 
you know, get off E, get off empty, get, you know, cause you're already having withdrawals and, and just having withdrawals in a jail cell and getting shuffled around and, you know, on the bus and shackled and cop, you know, it, it, it's just the worst. So it it sucks. So I leave the girl's house and I, I go up the street and I'm, I'm, um, I'm across the street for this, this store, Jerry's Ride on Lawrence street near where, near where Bundy grew up. Yep. And, um, I see this lady, she, um, she walks over and she gets in the car across the street and it's running and I see her in there like scratch and scratch tickets. So I'm just watching her, watching her. I'm like, please, please hit a winner. You know what I mean? She must have hit something at once. So she jumps out of the car. She goes walking back into the store. I'm already walking towards the car. I've done this a zillion times, you know. I hop in the car, <laughs> boom, 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 drive away. Her pocketbook's in the car. I remember there was only like 90 bucks in it. And... um. I picked up my friend Brian Johnson, rest in peace, Brian. We just lost him last year. I pick him up and we get a bundle. Back then you get a bundle, which was 10 bags of dope. I get a bundle, you know, a pack of smokes and a Gatorade and um, get off E and now we're um, we're fishing through the car. So he goes, hey, look at this. I go, what? He goes, the fucking title to the car's in here. So I look at the title, it's not signed on the bottom. And the name, I'll never forget because the, the name of the title was the name of a race car driver. And I ended up hearing it all the time afterwards. And I always hear that name. And I remember it was Mark Martin was the name. So I'm with him. He's like, what are you going to do? I go, just fucking dummy up. So I pull in this car lot up on Middlesex Street near the little Chinese restaurant near the Mandarin. <laughs> I pull in. <laughs> So there's another car lot down the street, Pelletiers. So uh. I, I, I I pull in this car lot and I go, oh, can I, you know, see the owner? Yeah, what's up? I go, hey, buddy, he got sitting down in his office. I go, hey, buddy, listen. I go, I'm out on bail for the trafficking case when Kevin Martino, yeah. Kevin's still around. Kevin's my co-defendant. And uh, I had a bunch of code. I had 13 co-defendants in this in the my drug trafficking case. But I sit down with the guy. I say, hey, buddy, I got arrested for drunk driving. It was my, you know, whatever I said, my fucking 10th one, my fourth one, whatever. I says, I'm actually going to jail next week. I says, uh, my grandmother gave me this car, and um, I go, I want to sell it so I have some money in jail, and da-da-da, I'm giving this guy this fucking sob story. She's like, you know, what do you want for it? And I'm like, you know, uh, we ended up agreeing on 4200 bucks. I'm like, listen, the books, it was a Chevy Luminar. I go, the books way above that. I said, but I'm in a real pinch, and um, you know I need some money. So he's like, okay, ba ba ba. This night we agree on forty two hundred. He starts writing me a check. He's like, all right, let me see your ID. I remember my friend sitting there, and he's just fucking looking at me, right? And I says, oh, I don't have an ID. I said, I told you I lost my license for drunk driving. I had to surrender my license, and I, I uh, closed my bank accounts. So I'm going to jail next week. So he goes, nobody's going to give you a cash for a car without an ID. So I, my friend, I go. I go, let's go, Brian. He goes, what? I go, oh, the guy down the street just offered me 3500 cash. I go, I don't even want to take 4200 but whatever, you know, see you later. He goes, whoa, 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 hold on. Right then I was like, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I set the hook. Uh, I said, oh, I got, I got this guy now. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, fuck. So he goes, this is what I'll do. He goes, I'll give you 3500 I'll write a check to my partner. He'll drive you to the bank and give you the 3500 So I'm like, all right. So now I go outside, 
And I'm like, oh, you got a Phillips screwdriver? I'm taking off the plates. There's a car seat. There's a baby seat in the back. I'm taking the baby seat. There's like a picture of the guy's wife, you know, in the car. I'm taking I'm taking everything out like it's mine, right? I'm like, because I can't just be like, all right, bye. You know what I mean? I can act like I, you know, this is my stuff. So I clear out the fucking car and um, I get in the car with his partner and we drive to the bank. And I remember I'm fucking... I put the visor down and my friend's in the back seat just looking at me and I'm just like, you know, giving him a look like, what the fuck, right? So, actually cell phones, I think the guy had a cell phone. This was, man, 96, 97. I mean, it was close. Cell phones yeah. were just, you know, 94, yeah. 90. They were just coming out. But I think everybody had them then because I remember I was worried that this guy was going to get a call because right when I was leaving the auto place... This kid pulled up at work there in a black Trans Am and got out and knew me. And a lot of people always knew me. And I see people, they'd be like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, pal. You know, I don't know you know who it was. But he started talking to me like he knew me. He's like, oh, how's your case going? And I'm like, I'm ready to fucking run at this point because the owner's standing right there. And I'm ready, I'm ready to, for him to call me Mike Lee. Right. And, and the owner goes, oh, you know him? And he goes, yeah, I know him good. And then the kid goes, how's Kevin? That was my co-defendant's name. I go, oh, he's good. He's good. And then the guy like felt relieved that this kid knew me who worked there and he sent him to go pick up a car somewhere else. So at that point, I'm like, well, I'm getting arrested for this. You know what I mean? Eventually, you know, so the guy goes to the bank. He comes out. He handed me like $70, $50 bills. And I was like, fucking oh. And I remember I was dope sick an hour ago, right? Yeah. And I stole this car. I'm like, see, that was good karma. You send yeah. a girl out to fucking... You know, that's one thing. I never made money off a girl having sex with someone else. And, right. and nor would I. Right. You know what I mean? I would never fucking do do that. So the guy gives me the money. I go, bring me right over here. It was Senable. And I fucking got out and, and, and fucking threw away everything. And oh, yeah, I talked about that because that's the house where the, the fucking... The, the the fucking guy dragged me on the hood. <laughs> so this was like a week before. So when I go in this dope house after I get chased from stealing the leather jackets, I go in this dope house and I go, you know, give me a quarter ounce, just that. And this kid's there and fucking um, he knew me. Hold on. I didn't tell the story. No. Are you sure? I, I have not heard this before. No. I, this time, I, right? Nope. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so so I go in the fucking I go in the dope house and I'm getting the dope and this this kid's there. And uh, a week before I got in a fight and the white eagle, this kid bumped into me and I was with that same girl. I go, hey, watch where you're going. The kid goes, fuck you, and I, I hit him with a bottle. I went to stab the other kid with the broken bottle. Did I talk about this? No. You sure? No. You told me that last week. All right. So I went to stab this kid with the broken bottle. Like, it was just a melee in the parking lot. And this kid with like red curly hair is fucking breaking it up, breaking up. So I'm in this, this dope house after I got chased and fucking stole the Vikings and all that. And this kid's in there and he goes, hey, I know you. I go, yeah, I don't know you. He goes, Mike Lee? I go, yeah. He goes, you sold my uncle a stolen car. I go, so the kid who ran, ran, ran the dope house at the time, right? He's looking at me. He's like, what the fuck? There's like three or four people in there. I go, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He goes, no, I know who you are because a week before you got in a fight in the White Eagle parking lot. You had a broken bottle. He goes, I got in between you and another kid. And I'm like, all right, this kid definitely knows me. You know what I mean? Uh, I go, buddy, I never seen you before in my fucking life. Right? So he's looking at me. He goes, I got to admit, though. Selling a stolen car. That was a pretty, that was a good one, right? I remember I'm counting money and I looked at him. I go, you like that one, don't you? And I winked at him. The kid there, I go, Mike, get your shit and get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to go. And um, 
I, it was like a, a month or two later, I copped out to, to my uh, to my state prison sentence, and um, and I was there a couple of days, and I got a letter charging me with, you know, uh, forging a motor vehicle document, and you know, lasting a motor vehicle, grand lasting, all this other shit. So it eventually caught up with me, but running concurrent. Yeah, running, yeah. <laughs> running concurrent. You know, um, me and Bundy. Um, what was it? What, what made us? We we're talking about car chases. Oh, last night he's watching Bullet oh, yeah. with Steve McQueen. Did you awesome ever see? Movie. Did you ever see the movie Bullet, Justin? It's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's old. It was one it's, of the best car chases on TV. Yeah. So I've been in a few of them, you know, yeah. and um, and uh, Bundy Bundy can drive too. When, when the when the IROC Z28s for us come out, Bundy was a big car thief. Bundy was always stealing from the dealership yeah. all the time. Yeah. How many of those you steal? Maybe thirty of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the head of security there went to court when I went to court. And he said, I lost my job because of you. Because <laughs> I couldn't catch you. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> when when those IROX come out, they were the 350 V8, like a Corvette engine. And I remember Bundy, like I remember one time he pulled up in this this corner store, Frank and Ernie's. He's yeah. fucking police cars right there. And he's fucking smoking a tie. He's doing donuts in the middle of the street. And then he just takes off with them chasing him. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went to my house later that night. Did they? Yep, I was in bed, and I, I put the covers over me, and I, I hear the knock on the door about 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I'm saying, fuck, it's the cops. So I, I'm making believe I'm snoring, and uh, the cops come in. It was Busby and uh, Smitty. It's Busby and Smitty. And they said, wake up. They come in. My mother's crying. My father's bullshit. He uh, said, here's a $500 ticket. Where's that car? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. You're lucky you ain't getting arrested right now. Here's a ticket. <laughs> I said, all right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we were, it was last night. I went into his room, and he was watching Bullet. And, uh, and I was like, you know, we've been in some serious high-speed chases. Like, yeah. I know he has. And, I, you know, I've been in my yeah. share. I mean, I've been in a couple of good ones. I was um, – I was telling him last night I was in one and it was insane. It was like two, three chases in one where I, I lost them, then I lost them again, I lost them again. And at one point I went through this parking lot and on the other side of the parking lot they had two police cars like this. And I just went right at them doing a hundred and they just went whoop out of the way and boom right through, you right, know? Right. And I'm just like, you know, that was I remember the adrenaline and um this girl was in the car and she was just like, let me on. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It was it was madness. And and to get away, it's just exhilarating. Yeah, but you do that now. <laughs> they ain't moving. They yeah. They're going to put fucking bullets right in your head. Yeah, probably will. Yeah, they, you know? don't, they, don't, they don't take care of that. No, and um, fucking drunk drivings, car yep. chases. I yep. remember I, I lost my license. Uh, I had two HTOs, and for people that don't know what HTO are, it's a habitual traffic offender. And when you get a habitual traffic offender, it's a four-year loss of license. So I had two HTOs within a couple of months. So they actually gave me a four-year loss of license, another four-year loss of license, consecutive eight years. So yeah, They don't do that no more, do they? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, after six years, they gave me a Cinderella license, and I... And, um, which is, you know, whatever it was, six to six or seven to seven, whatever it was, you can drive your license. It's called yeah. a Cinderella license. And, um, you know, for people that, that, that drive their car every day, when you lose that fucking privilege, which it is a, it is a fucking privilege, yeah. right? 
you know, you know, you're going through it, but um, you're getting it back. But when you lose that privilege, man, uh, is there anything worse than having a, hey, Bundy, can you come give me a ride? Oh, no, I'm busy. You know what I mean? Not that you'd say that or like like Justin, you know, when you got to rely on other people and then you start feeling some type of way because you're like that motherfucker, right? I gave him a ride a hundred times, right? Now I need a ride to go do this and he's too busy and and you start getting like jaded and bitter over it. Like you don't even want to ask anybody. You know what I mean? And then then when you do ask somebody, there's nothing worse than you like, you feel like you're lowering yourself to ask them and then they say no and you're just like, (laughs) yeah. You feel yeah. like cracking up. Yeah. So having, you know, and I used to say this too, because I had three drunk drivings and I had been arrested in, in uh, car chases and stolen cars and and things that I pled down to in court and ended up getting nothing, six months or a suspended sentence or some bullshit, right? Where I was drunk and I already had three of them. And if they would have got me on that, like you're locked in, you refuse a breathalyzer, you're done. Yeah. You take the breathalyzer, you're done. You're not pleading them down like a stolen car. You can plead it down to riding an unauthorized vehicle, receiving stolen property, right. this, that. There's so many angles in court where you can plead stuff down and make it, you know, not a felony or this and that. But those drunk drivings, you know, once you once you take that breathalyzer or you don't take that breathalyzer, pick your poison. You're fucked. Right. You know what I mean? And I used to say, wow, if they just would have charged me with drunk driving, I'd be fucking hit. You know what I mean? I'd be doing a fucking two to three right now. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, luckily I didn't lose it for the rest of my life. I mean, when I did get arrested for drunk driving, there was um, my very first one. You know, I hit a police car head on on uh, Royal Street. But. <laughs> There were no injuries. They were out of the car. I mean, that's the big thing. You know, I, I, I got three of them, but when you when you hurt somebody, you know, when you injure somebody, I think, you know. It's a, it's a lot worse. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, Bundy's injured a few people in his day. Yeah, quite a few. Not, <laughs> not drunk driving. But uh, we were talking about um, – Inspector Durkin the other day, Brendan Mike uh, yeah. Durkin. Yeah, that's um, he's been retired for a long time. He actually ended up being a private investigator, but he was um, he was a detective in Lowell, and um, he what was I talking? I was talking about Kenny Moore, right? Is that what Ken, I was talking yeah, about? yeah, yeah. So this cop Kenny Moore, I saw him yesterday, and very rarely do I speak bad about cops, especially because a lot of them follow me. I'm not gonna, you know go on fucking social media and right, right. <laughs> start, start talking bad about cops. But I mean, if you're a fucking asshole, you're an idiot. Yeah. Right. I mean, they deserve it. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And um, so there's this cop in Lowell, Kenny Moore. And he used to be my paper boy when I was a little kid in the neighborhood. And he, uh, he became a cop and he was just a dick. He's just that guy where it really changed him. I mean, some of the, a yeah. lot of these cops, especially inner city cops, a lot of them were like, you know, jocks and played college ball. And they, they don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? They're just fucking, right. you know, they get some cush job. If you do something fucking stupid, well, it's not a cush job. It's actually, it's a suck job now, especially in, in this day and age. But over the years, you know, you get some of these cops that, that grew up, you know, that were that were confident, were athletes. And that. so it, it didn't really change them to where they put that badge on. All of a sudden they felt, you know, yep. 10 Super feet tall. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you got some. No. You got some like like him, you know, and um, it just it totally changed him. He was better than, holier than thou. 
Yeah. And um, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, me and um, a friend of mine, Mike Stanovich, who's dead now too, rest in peace, Mike, we stole like fucking 20 car radios, right? And he he was like the older kid, Kenny Moore, and he's like, oh, son. And he like beat us for him. We were like 14. He was like 16, 17. And he'd come back with some story that his mother found him in the closet or whatever. He just, you know. Right, right. He just mushed us, basically, right? And then he became a cop and- um. I remember one time him and this other cop, Joe Zanoni, who was a real good guy, who's no longer with us also, man. Joe was a good guy. Rest in peace, Joe Zanoni. Um, Kenny jumped out and arrested me, and I was dope sick. And I'm like, I'm on my way to detox. And and he was always breaking my balls. And he's like, ah, you were going to detox. Now you're going to jail. And and he's got me in the back of the um, detective car. And he's, I was telling him this yesterday. He's driving me to the police station, and he's like, there was like this trap house right down the street across my house. It was all Dominicans. He goes, "Hey, like one side of the song dope, the other side coke." He's like, "Hey, what, 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 uh, what house they selling the dope?" And I fucking snapped on him. Like, not that it would have fucking mattered, right? But this is the respect you have for me. Where you think I'm just gonna tell on people on my way to jail? Right, right. Like, not that if you would have said, "I'll let you out right now." Right, right. I would have said, "Go fuck yourself too." But just the point where I go, "You're really asking me to fucking tell on someone on my way to jail?" Like, go fuck yourself, you know? And um. I saw him yesterday, and he was working a traffic detail, and I was, uh, and he's dumb as a stump, you know? <laughs> I mean, dumb, dumb as they come, right? Uh, so I go, fucking Kenny Moore, I go, you could spot him the C and the T, and he still couldn't spell cat, you know? And I, I, I put that on my um, Snapchat and Instagram, and um and Bundy's like that motherfucker down down Shaughnessy. Down, what did yeah. he do to you? Threw, did he throw you in a puddle or Dirk? No, it was Dirk and he threw me in a puddle. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was cuffed up. He threw me. It was snow and it's all fucking mud. <laughs> threw me in a puddle. Gets me to the police station. And uh, when they book you, they uncuff you. Leave one hand fucking cuffed up to the fucking banister. Yeah. Hello. And uh, so he's sitting there putting his. I'm whacked out though. <laughs> I was drinking and everything. So he's putting these fucking leather gloves on, and I'm thinking he's going to hit me because they were famous for beating up yeah. motherfuckers back then. Yeah. And I saw so I, I dropped him right there, and I, I broke his jaw. The uh, But he didn't go out. He fell, and he jumped back up, and then more. Yeah. More, and there was like three lieutenants, and they all came, and they fucking told me. They told me, and uh. I go to court the next day. I go to court, and uh, they bring me in from the holding cell downstairs, and my face is rearranged. And the judge, Judge Walker, judge looks at me. Let him walk, walk. Yeah, and he's judge like, get that man downstairs. Don't bring him in this court no more looking like that. And uh, <laughs> so my lawyer comes down 20 minutes later. He's like, uh, will you take 30 days? He's like, well, you did break his jaw. I said, I, I guess I'll take 30 days. He said, you'll be out in 18 days. I said, all right, I'll take you. Yeah. That, was a, that was a pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a free, yeah. but, you, but you fucking got your ass handed to you. Oh, too. yeah. They, yeah, they love me to fuck up, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember in those days, um, since then, they got like a new police station. It's the same building, but yeah. they did all the holding cells over and stuff. But back then, you get on the stairs. Now the booking window's on the left. It was on the right. 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 It was, it was on the right. And the juvenile cells were right there. And I remember I was in the juvenile cell once, and I didn't realize it was Bob Millette. Was it? He was a little nuts. But Bob Millette 
broken. Uh, he got caught breaking in a package store or something. And they had him around, like you said, cuffed to that thing. They had him around that booking window. And there was like six or seven of them, probably like the beating they gave you. Yeah. They were all around him. And they were kicking him and punching him. And he yeah. was screaming. Blood was squirting so, everywhere. This and was I was a while in, ago, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 80, I was a junior. Yeah, so, because the feds came in. Like the middle middle nineties, the feds came in because the people were getting hurt. Yeah, real hurt. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know what happened. They stopped giving beatings. Yeah, well, you, you know, I mean, you see it now. There's body cameras. There's cameras yeah. everywhere. So it, it's and there's still. Whenever I see a cop shoot somebody, especially when it's like. I mean, it must be tough to be a cop, right? Someone pulls something out and you're, you're shook, like, fuck, right. you, you don't want to. And then, you know, it puts them in a bad situation. But when I see a cop just gun somebody down, like some, you know, fucking, uh, especially when they're yeah, running away from you. Some black guy who's like a, a uh, you know, a pastor or something, they shoot him like, you know, 17 times. I'm just like, what yeah. are you thinking? So, it, or, or the beatings they'd give, um, you know, a lot of white, not just black people, you know, white guys getting their ass kicked and yeah. shot. It, that don't make the news as much, I don't think. Oh. But, it just goes to show you how long how long they were getting away with it doing that type yeah. of stuff you know and it, it's you know it, it's good they have the body cameras now <clears throat> you know yeah because look at that shit i mean the fucking beatings they used to give like joe kitchen West now. and joe kitchen they pissed through yeah <laughs> <What> they? <laughs> i don't even want to say it yeah yeah motherfuckers yeah yeah, that cop did that. Someone else too. The law threw him in a barrel. Fucking yeah. yeah, they sucked. They used to do some bad shit. I mean, I caught some beatings, and uh, when I was young, kid Mike Locke, and I used to run around with. He used to, he was a couple of years older than me, and he would. Uh, I got this from him when when you get arrested. Even when we were seventeen, eighteen. I'd say I was sixteen. Because when you're a juvenile, your parents got to come down and get you. And they'd be tooling me. I'd be like, I'm a juvenile. I'm 60. And they'd lay right off. <laughs> <laughs> then by the time they found out. When it's I was too trying, late. Uh, yeah, it's too late. I'm already uh, out of the police station. But I learned that at a young age to, um, you know, to say I was 16 years old, uh, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> I would have been saying that all along. Yeah. Like, how old are you? I'm like, 16. It's like, shut the fuck up. I, I'll still try it. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> um. So yeah, fucking. Uh, you know, thinking about all this stuff and Christmas coming up, and and um, you know, my daughter. You know, a lot to be grateful for. You know, I'm around. I'm around the sober houses every day, and uh, I just went away for a couple weeks, and uh, well, for a week, and. Uh, had a good time, but now now it's now it's a winter time, and um, you know I got the construction thing going on the roofs, and you know it really dies down this time of year, so it kind of sucks. Everything slows down. Uh, I got a couple of trucks where I, I plow for the city, and um, you know hopefully we get a lot of fucking snow. You know, yeah, it'd be nice. Most people don't want snow. I want I want a ton of snow. You know, yeah, and um. You know, our friend Spiro's going away for Christmas. He's his, yeah, his kids are eighteen and what twenty now? Yep, Charlie, yeah. eighteen and twenty. And he um now he says fuck it. You get a place in Florida. He takes off to Florida like a week before Christmas and stays out there, which is which is cool. You know, uh, it's it's good to get away. I remember when I when I first went to Florida, I went to rehab. I you know. I was there on Christmas and, you know, swimming at the beach on Christmas is a cool thing, you know, especially if you grew up in New England. You know yeah, what I mean? It's almost yeah. like you can't even wrap your head around it. What? It's warm. You know, you can go swimming on the beach and fucking December 25th. But, yeah, you can, you know. No. And uh, when, when I was down there, I used to say, man, someday, you know, someday I'm going to have a place down here. And 
you know, hopefully I do, you know? You will. If I could just <laughs> learn how to save money. I spend money like the, like the doctor told me to get my affairs in order and I got a month to live. Uh, you know what I mean? I just can't. I'm not, you do spend a lot of money. <laughs> I do spend a lot. I make it and I spend it. I yes, make it and don't. I spend it. But whatever, you know, I enjoy myself. Yeah. Um, uh, looking at my um, Confucius hat, I got to look at the games. Justin, you got a winner for me? This week? Yeah. Who's San Fran playing? I'm going to roll with them again. This my lock. Fucking San Fran. Who are they playing, Bundy? We don't know. Don't but know. they're going to win and they're going to cover. They're going to cover big. Um, how about the Chiefs game last week? Mahomes crying in the end. Fucking. Yeah, crazy. yeah fucking toughen up. The guy, he lined up offsides fucking 30 times during the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to cry. You know, and just stop it. But it's. Once again, I can't believe it was just September 1st, you know, end of August. We're all excited. Football season starting. And now, before we know it, you know, it's going to be fucking Super Bowl time, you know? I always want to get a big Super Bowl pool going, and I always wait till it's too late, you know? I'll get a couple no. small ones going, you know? Sometimes that one with, uh, what's his name, right? Wheelchair Bam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... I'll get a couple going in, like, the sober houses and uh, just a couple 10-man pools for the guys. Maybe everyone put in 50 bucks or 100 bucks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One winner, one number. That's the way to go uh, instead of the fucking, you know, the squares. Um, right. What else we got going on, Mr. Bundles? Oh, mm. oh, oh, big, big, big news. Mr. Bundy's health. Yeah. It's not that big. Mr. Bundy. <laughs> Is going to be getting on the Ozempic. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know what that off. is, Justin? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows yeah. what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the doctor talked to him. Yeah. Now, like I tell Bundy, Bundy's never been like this big, you know, some people are obese and they're, and, you know, they're just big fat slobs. He's always been built like a fucking granite block, like a like a yeah. fire hydrant. <laughs> but obviously, obviously very heavy. But, oh, you know, handball and fighting and, you know, uh, athletic heavy. Not just like, you know, these people you see on my 600-pound fucking wife, right? But still, I just can't. I can't I conjure up an image of Skinny Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you'll ever be skinny, but it, it's going to. I'll be happy. I get down to 275, I'm happy. You know what? My cousin got on it, and yeah. he's down to his high school weight. He's yeah. down to like 240. He was like 320. He's lost like 80 pounds. Yeah. So, so what are you now, 350? 350, yeah. 350. So imagine if you lost 100 pounds, right? A little so, over. I know. So I'm know. 215, 220. So you'd be like my size. If you get down yeah. to 250, like basically. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. So next I think next week I go, and then I, it's a week after that. The little, uh, How long does it take before you start dropping the weight, do they say? Within within a week, you start the weight starts coming off. It's crazy, you huh? Take three, I take three shots a week in the stomach. And uh, she said that within you start noticing it right away, kind of within the first few days, you're gonna lose a couple pounds. This drug has to be uh, the biggest money maker since fucking Viagra. Or, well, the biggest money maker is always gonna be the shot that, that everyone just got. But uh, apart from that, you know, I mean that this Ozempic thing. This, imagine having stock in that and the yeah. other drug, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, this got to be the biggest. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, there's going to be, you know, side effects and stuff, but who gives a fuck when you're yeah. fucking, you know, yeah. what are you, 70 now? When you, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're 72. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, of course, you're going to worry more about side effects when you're in your 20s and you, you know, you're overweight and you start taking stuff like this. You start seeing, yeah. oh, there could be these side effects. But, right. you know, at this stage of the game, you're more, you're more apt to roll the dice. Yeah, you know, yep. and uh, yeah, it'll it'll it's fucking better than, it's better than doing drugs and getting drinking and yeah, right. and carrying that weight yeah. around unhealthy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Have a fucking heart attack or whatever. It's unhealthy. So, yeah, you know. I'm starting to feel it now. Yeah, no, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the Ozempic. Maybe I'll steal it off you, <laughs> Justin. I'll sneak in his room and fill up his Ozempic bottles with water. Water, I'm fucking working. Finally, we put on with Nate. Pounds. Yeah, be putting fly. on weight, and I'm fucking 150 pounds, fucking <laughs> skinny as a rail. But yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be. You know, we can chronicle it yeah. on this show. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe we'll uh, get we'll put the scale up here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get the scale. We'll weigh uh, him when he comes in, and uh, and and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a cool thing. I'm pretty excited about yeah. it just to, just to see because you know I've known Bundy for 40 years yeah. and um. Yeah. I've never known him to be, uh, never know, yeah, to be skinny or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't even know nope. skinny, but you know, so that's going to be a cool thing. Yeah, it's um, gonna be awesome. What else we got going on? Thanksgiving was all right. We put that behind. Lansing, what's that Lansing thing? That's where uh, Alyssa works. She sells build, uh, building products. Yeah, I deal with Lansing Building Supplies. All right. I don't know if I should be giving them a shout-out, though. They should be giving me – Hey, Lansing, <laughs> give me a discount on yeah. shingles. How's that? Yeah. She, I'll, you know. I'll talk. I'll make some calls. All right, yeah. Make some calls for me. <laughs> um, what else we got going on? We got a lot of traffic heading home. Uh, yeah. What the fuck, man? You know, we got to talk, Justin. We got to fucking talk about this. I had guests coming in tonight and everything. Yeah. Yeah, my Are guy. Abraham Nova, Supernova. He's got a fight coming up, uh, world championship, uh, lightweight, I believe, lightweight, uh, world championship fight coming up um, in a month or two. So, yeah, I'm going to wish him the best on that. Uh, yeah, he's a good be, fighter. Don't yeah, be a big upset because he's going to fucking yeah. win. You know, that's how that's going to go. Uh, we got another fight coming up. This Saturday night, right? Colby Covington. Oh, yeah. You know Mr. Covington? Oh, yeah. Big Joe Biden guy. Hey. No, he fucking, he's a huge <laughs> Trump guy. <laughs> Trump's awesome. <laughs> Matter of fact, we're going to put that, hey, we'll put that, uh, that nice big, yeah. right in the back. <laughs> we cleaned out someone's house that was moving and there was a giant fucking, what does it say? Trump. Yeah, it's a Trump flag. It's a, Trump you might say make America. <laughs> Something. Yeah. So yeah, we, we got to combine that with the bean shooter flag yeah. and, uh, and uh, see where it goes. But yeah, Colby Covington is actually that mybookie.com did a little partnership with me and paid me some money for. Um, it'll be four months coming up, right? You know, I um, I put it on. You know, I put it on my Instagram or whatever. And uh, yeah, they got this fight coming up, and Colby Covington actually signed with them too. So he's promoting this mybookie.com too. So. Uh, yeah, we got to go all in. The guy he's fighting, do you know the guy's name? He's the one who knocked out Usman. Did he beat Usman twice, this guy? He fucking booted him in the head and fucking KO'd. He was losing the whole fight. Right. And, um, oh, another thing, a good friend of mine, Michael Mora. Michael Mora is a former world heavyweight champion. He's a former world light heavyweight champion also. 
they just announced the 2024 um, inductees. He's on the ballot for the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota, New York. Oh, nice. Michael is uh, Michael's a great guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good friend of mine. And uh, that was great news because he was the first lefty heavyweight champion. And his record as a light – did I ever tell you his record as a light heavyweight? No. His record as a light heavyweight was 31 wins – 31 knockouts. Really? <laughs> Zero losses. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Probably best light heavyweight now, yeah, this is ever. The one, he's the one that was in your house, right? Yeah. Holden Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's him. He come down to visit me, and he's um, fought out of Brooklyn because he was training there for a while, but he actually grew up in Manesson. I want to say this right. He always corrects me on it. Manesson, Pennsylvania. So he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Shout out uh, Double M, the fucking Pittsburgh uh, hot hat there. Um, huge Steelers fan. So he come down and we went to a Patriots-Steelers game when uh, when those teams were relevant. Well, I should speak for ourselves, but yeah, basically. <laughs> when those teams were relevant, it was great. And the Patriots won. And, it, you know, it was awesome, you know. And that's my guy, Double M. Um, funny story with, with Michael Mora is... Teddy Atlas, who trained Mike Tyson when he was 15, 16, Mike Tyson did something with Teddy Atlas's little sister. Or, I don't think it was a daughter. I think it was a sister. I don't know. You know, it was some sexual, I don't know what he did. He, you know, did something. And Teddy Atlas allegedly stuck a gun in his mouth. And at that point, Teddy Atlas stopped training him and Kevin Rooney took over with Customato, and they ended up making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, and, they did. And Teddy Atlas got kicked to the curb. So Teddy Atlas always wanted a heavyweight champion. And and when I when I got to uh, rehab in Florida, my good friend Peter Sikoriak, also known as P-Dub, who, uh, who actually gave me the name Bean Shooter, um, he – he was from Staten Island, and so is, is Teddy Atlas. And he had this book about Teddy Atlas. So I'm reading the book, and the book was all about how he always wanted a heavyweight champion since the stuff with Tyson. And he started training Michael Mora after Emmanuel Stewart, who was a, a legendary trainer, who was no longer with us. He trained people out of the Kronk gym, and he took Michael into the Kronk gym in Detroit. And that was a badass fucking gym. Like those guys, that, especially during that era, and Michael was just knocking everybody out in there. And Teddy Atlas got him, and he always wanted a, a heavyweight champion. So he's training Michael, and Michael had just dominated the light heavyweight division to the point where it's just everybody who went in against him, he just flattened. So he he was kind of like really hard to train. So I'm reading this book, and it's like he refused to do road work, and he's driving Teddy Atlas crazy, like banging on his door at 5 in the morning. Come on, we got to run. He's like, no. Like Michael's real, like he'll just tell you no. Like you, you're not, you are not changing his mind. Like he's just gonna fucking tell you flat out how it is, how he feels, and 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 you know, make no mistake. You're not gonna be under any illusion that he means something else when he fucking tells you something. All right. So I'm reading this book and it's fucking hilarious about Michael, and then he ends up beating Holyfield for the heavyweight championship, and um. Years later, uh, you know, three, four years later, I'm out of rehab in Florida, and me, Mickey Ward, and Dickie Eklund get out of the Boxing Hall of Fame every year. 
So Dickie's drinking, and when Dickie starts drinking, he gets real fresh with people, and he's older now, you know, but he still, you know, talks to people. Like, he gets crazy sometimes. So I'm just kind of sitting back watching him, watching him, and, you know, I don't drink, so I'm just, you know, drinking ginger ale, just sitting there at a table, and I'm just watching him, watching him. And this guy comes over, you know, big, I can't say black guy because Michael Moore will get mad at me, brown. (laughs) Say I'm not black, brown. Brown folk. Right, Mike? So this big brown guy with a with a beard comes over. He goes, Hey, I see you uh I see you watching your boys back over there, huh? I go, Yeah, I am. He goes, Yeah, he's uh he's getting pretty uh pretty drunk. He's getting a little crazy. He goes, you know, I, I was just watching you and I noticed that you you're kind of looking out for him. I go, Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I do when I'm <laughs> when I'm out with him. So we laugh and I go, Oh Mike, what's your name? He goes, Oh, Michael Moore. And I was like, Oh shit, you know, I read the book about him. I remember him fighting Holyfield and of course George Foreman. Yeah, he yeah, beat yeah. George the whole fight, then he gets knocked out. I was like the he's uh George Foreman ended up making so much money off that, then the Foreman grills and everything. But yeah. hey, that's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and so when he said his name, I didn't realize because when he fought, he didn't have the beard, and I didn't know who he was. So, you know, we're talking a little bit, you know, hit it off. And uh, the next morning, it's it's he's getting ready for the parade and he's in a suit and he goes, hey, can I have a word with you in my room? I said, yeah, what's up? Comes in, he goes, hey, I'm only saying this because I like you. And I'm thinking, what did I say? Something stupid to this guy last night? And he goes, your boy Dickie was out in the lobby last night. It's only the fighters and the families in this hotel. And uh, Marvin Hagler and his wife was there and uh, Junior Jones, Kevin Kelly, all these families are out there. And he goes, and he was saying you were robbing banks in Boston. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, uh, that was a long time ago. He goes, hey, I don't know when it was. I'm just letting you know your boy was getting a little fucking, <laughs> getting a little crazy. Everyone's fucking rolling their eyes looking at you. He goes, everyone always thinks you guys are crazy anyway. Uh, but now uh, they really think, uh-huh. think you guys are the fuck. So I started laughing and he says, um, hey, if, you, you know, if you're ever in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, hit me up. Take my number. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be there in two weeks. Because at the time, I still was having some back pain right, right, I was right. seeing a doctor <laughs> down there so I was actually still going down there once a month and um, I says well I'm going to be there in two weeks and he's like oh cool if you need to ride for the airport or something hit me up I'm like oh I'm good so I'm like whatever I leave and then uh, two days before I went to Florida I was at the gym and he called me and he says um Hey, Mike, you coming down? I goes, yeah. He goes, you want me to get you at the airport? And I'm like, oh, no, no, I rent a car. I'm good. And he's like, uh, all right, what day are you going to be here? And I'm like, oh, Friday. He goes, oh, I'll give you a call. So I get out of Florida, and he calls me, and he goes, hey, you know, Sean Porter's fighting tomorrow night. You want to come over to my house and watch the fight? I'm like, yeah. He's like, calls me the next day. He goes, hey, grab a couple pizzas on the way over here. So I grab a couple pizzas, and, you know, I go over his house, and we're sitting there watching the fight. And I remember sitting there after a couple minutes, and we're watching the fight and eating pizza, and I... And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, fucking three years ago, I'm in fucking detox and uh, rehab, uh, reading a book about this fucking guy. And uh, now yeah. I'm fucking Breaking sitting here, I'm- now I'm sitting here on his couch uh, eating fucking pizza, you know? Uh, uh, and uh, it was, it, it just goes to show you, you never know. You never know what life has in store, you know? And um, it was a surreal moment. And uh, since then, I've become very good friends with Michael, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait till June because I get on there every year anyway with Mickey and Dickie to the Hall of Fame. I can't wait to see him um, see him inducted. If anyone deserves it, you know, it's him. So that's a cool thing. Um, I think that's yeah. about it. So wrap, Mr. Bundles. Yeah. Anything else you want to uh, say? Uh, give a shout out to uh, Speedbag. 
Speedbag, yes. Yeah, Speedbag, great guy. Speedbag is he's free now. Yeah. How, how long has he been out? He's been out a little over a year. Really? Yeah. All right. Where's he living now? He lives in Watertown. Watertown. Yeah. Doing great. Doing real good. Good stuff. Speedbag. Yeah. Maybe we'll have him on here one of these things. He's gonna lose yeah. a couple pounds though, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we gotta get he's him. Like, maybe he can block his whole body out. <laughs> just leave his head. Yeah, like those fucking uh, things, like, the ah, cardboard yeah. cutouts with the head <laughs> through it. You know what I mean? Um, we'll we'll get him some Ozempic. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's um, it. Justin, sorry for your loss. I know your uh, family friend passed away this week, and um, and uh, fuck it, shit like that happens, man. You know what I mean? Uh, say a little prayer for the family, and uh, shit like that's tough, especially when it's when it's sudden like that. You know what I mean? When people are older no. and they get sick, right? It's yeah, one no, thing, and it's no. like, oh, I know, you know, it's 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 terrible no matter how, no matter how you cut it. But when somebody is in the prime of their life, I know, and, I know. and they're just struck down like that. Man, it's it's the it people it's the people that left behind and and when I used to do drugs and stuff, and you'd see someone OD and I'd I'd always say, well, they didn't feel a thing; they were just gone, right? It's the people left behind, you know. It's the people left right. behind, you know, that and stuff like that. And it's it's you know it's it never gets it never gets easy. It's just a fucking terrible thing. And uh, my prayers are with, with you and 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 the family, you know. Yep. No doubt, no doubt. All right, that's a wrap, man. See you next week. Ice like a bunch of narcotics. There work. Pull up in a new robbery. Living like you got it. Come on. Chopping bricks like a rabbit.